So if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vajra on the life and liberation of Padma Sambhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padmaloka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padmaloka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up. Uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place. So although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year, we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing. So do please consider giving what you can. You can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our YouTube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order. Thank you. Tapa Nagpo, having lived this terrible life, having fallen away from vision, having, out of his egotism and pride, plunged into the darkness, underwent tens of thousands of bad rebirths. I won't describe the different rebirths that he went through. And after a very, very long time, in a period between the arising and the passing of different Buddhas, after a very long time, he is reborn as the most extraordinary demon. His mother was a courtesan who in the course of a single day slept with a demon, a king and a god. And after eight, eight months, what came forth was a three-headed son, a son with three heads. He had six arms and four legs. Two wings spontaneously burst from his body. Each head had three eyes. He had many attributes. At his birth, this monstrous creature, at his birth, Evil omens filled the land. The good declined. People couldn't make good anymore, couldn't make merit anymore. There was a feeling of hopelessness in the world when he was born. Famine and plague and the pox all spread throughout the land. People started to have nightmares, ghosts gathered, Childbirth illnesses returned. His mother died at his birth and the locals decided that this evil bastard should be returned to his mother's womb. So the child was buried with his mother in a cremation ground. Just listen to the description of the place where him and his mother, where Rudra and his mother, this extraordinary creature, this alien was born with his mother, where they were taken. Obviously, we're dealing with highly symbolic language here. He was taken to the root of the charnel tree fornication, where there sleeps ignorance, the black charnel pig, where the poison snake hatred coils the trunk, where the charnel bird passion makes its topmost nest, all dead demons were carried there. 
At the root, the demons build their charnel house. The mother's corpse with her son was hauled out and left there. But the son was not to be disposed of so easily. So just listen to this. Again, direct from the life and liberation of Padmasambhava. Now embracing his mother, the child nursed her breast with the result that he sustained life for seven days with the yellow fluid. Then by sucking her blood, he lived seven days. Then by eating her breasts, he lived seven days. Then by eating her viscera, he lived seven days. Then by eating her flesh, behind, he lived seven days. Then by eating her bone marrow and by eating the brain, he lived a span of seven days. For 42 days his body grew and when he no longer had anything to eat, he shook and made the tomb collapse. On looking inside, the Darkanis saw that the cadaver had been devoured. Having eaten her flesh and drunk her blood, he had also taken her skin as a tunic and her skull for a cup of bloody libations. Seeing a serpent, he made himself an anklet for his foot, a bracelet and a necklace. Finding a dead elephant, he ate his flesh and stretched out his skin. He drank the blood and ate the flesh of a tiger and he used its pelt as a cloak. Then from his mouth he produced the fixed form of a curd of blood and from his body disposed of a small pile of ashes. And he who had eaten his mother for nourishment and dressed himself in her raw skin, who in his thirst had drunk her blood and who in action had perpetrated crime, who had lift off the dead, had a complexion which shone with light, white on the red, on the right, red on the left, blue in the middle. His faces were fierce. His giant body was a pale ash colour. His face was maliciously gracious, with coarse muscular bundles of rough flesh. He attached on one side of himself a row of withered heads and hung fresh heads about him. He made himself a garland of three fringes dangling with skulls, and he oiled all his cheeks with red semen. On his body a swine's skin grew. His mouth and eyes were scarlet, his mop of hair red with the mud of his hanging curls. He tied a knot of half length with five kinds of asps, armed with bird claws on all his limbs. He tied to these in turn the serpents of five species. He swallowed voraciously flesh and blood, every prey which he could seize, boar spears and whatever could serve as a weapon he carried. From his left hand he drank from the skull filled with blood. His breath gave rise to all contagions of heat, his nose to the various kinds of cold illnesses. Manifold and terrifying ravages were spread aboard. By name he was called Rudra Matarangara, the one, the great terror, who devoured his mother. So this incredible demon takes over the world, all the worlds, through force, through guile, a complete tyrant. Nobody could withstand him and his armies. He's a truly terrible force, 
conquering subterranean and terrestrial realms, threatening the gods themselves. He's incredibly proud, always saying, who is greater than me? For I am Rudra, Matarangara, the terror who devoured his mother. Bhante, Ergin Sangarachta, thought that this terrible demon, Rudra, who devoured his mother, should be much better known. Because really this Rudra, this terrible demon who devours his mother, as you can probably glean from the story of the place where he was left and his whole appearance, this is Sangsara. Rudra, who devours his mother, is nothing other than the realm of birth and death. This is it. This is us. This is us and the world we are in. This is it. This is ourselves and our world created out of greed, hatred, delusion, sexual passion, unbridled klesha, pride, envy, cruelty, violence, and all the rest. Let's not pretend. This is what the samsara is. And it's not out there, it's in us. We're often protected, you know, protected by the wonderful arrangements we have, especially in the wealthy societies in which we live in the West, uh, societies where by and large there is still the rule of law, but let's face it, if left to ourselves, this is what we would become like. If we were under threat, if we were in danger, we are not far from the demonic. We have fallen away from vision. We are always falling away from a vision. So the demonic is always present. Rudra is always present. But because we are always falling away from vision, Rudra can be transformed. Rudra can be taken. Rudra, Rudra can be transformed by the forces of light.